Okay, welcome to the Now Spinning Magazine podcast with me, Phil Aston. And on this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Cody from Swedish prog metal band Soen, who are currently on a 20-date North American tour promoting your last studio album, Imperial. Now, right. you've, just, you've also released a stunning concert film called Atlantis, which features 13 of your compositions and an eight-piece orchestra as well. How's the how's the tour going? I know you're just a few dates into the North American one, but how's how's it going so far? Oh, it's going excellent. We, you know, we weren't sure what to expect because it's our first our yeah. first North American tour, our proper one, I should say. You know, we've we've played a couple of Canadian dates in the past, but um, but yeah, it's been great. I mean, great turnouts, fantastic crowds, everything is running smoothly and we've got a really great support act uh, in oceans of slumber touring around with us so uh, the vibe is good right now and the audience because not only has it been a while for you to get really into playing in front of live audiences again but also for your audience it's you know are you getting you noticing there's a perhaps a different reaction from the audience than before lockdown of people like really hungry for live music and to to see you again definitely Definitely. Yeah. I mean, coming, coming back, back from COVID, uh, we were hungry to play and, uh, people were hungry to listen. So it's this, uh, sort of this beautiful combination of, of, uh, I think everybody just appreciating the experience and not really taking this kind of stuff for granted anymore. Yeah. Of um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, the, the, the crowds have just been fantastic i mean they blow us away so uh yeah it's it's good we're having a we're having a good time fantastic are you playing many songs from the imperial album on the set list <clears throat> yeah yeah a good chunk of them um it's you know it's still very much promoting the imperial album so um i would say four or five songs from that album yeah 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 now, because obviously bef- before you went out on tour, you'd done the Atlantis album, and obviously you'd recorded Imperial for for a while before before it came before it came out. Have some of these songs right. started to take on almost like different arrangements? Have they started to develop on stage? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking of yeah, like and yeah. Antagonist, for instance, is so different on Atlantis than it is on Imperial. It's like, you know, it's that heavy, heavy riffs and dynamics on the studio yeah. album and on the live one, it's, it's very different. Have you, right. have you felt tempted to bring in some of the Atlantis arrangements in on, on stage at all? Uh, I mean, the temptation, I mean, the, the option, I guess is always there, but, um, yeah, we we kind of view the songs as two different beasts, you know, like it's uh, when we play the heavy set, we really want to, you know, have that and have that song hit really hard. And so yeah. uh, we, we kind of keep it true to form. And then um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, playing playing it in a softer way is just, it, you know, it's just kind of reinventing the song a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the kind of uh it brings out some different emotions and and that kind of thing so um we enjoy playing both um but when we're playing sort of the the proper heavy set i would say we 
we like to bring it. It's it's one of those shows that brings a lot of energy, right? Well, so we want to keep it this, that way. This was this was one of my albums of the year last year. It really it really is stunning. And uh, I know Atlantis was recorded, I think December the tenth, twenty twenty one. And I know it's a project right. that was worked on. Um, you know, during lo- when the world is mainly locked down, and the visuals mm-hmm. and the music are absolutely amazing. I watched the I watched the DVD um, a couple of days ago. And I've, I've been streaming the album. I've got the vinyl one on order. It's just superb. But one of the things I noticed about watching it is that there isn't nobody at any one time looks directly at a camera when during that performance. Was that was that yeah. a conscious decision not to look at a camera? <clears throat> um, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Honestly, I think that uh, I think that we're we're just in the room and we're sort of pretending like the cameras are not there. Yeah. Um, and it was, <clears throat> you know, the, the way it all sort of worked was that we only had the studio for two days. So we had wow. one day of setup, one day of setup. And, uh, after the setup was complete, we had, you know, maybe a few hours to actually rehearse with the, uh, you know, with the string. Yeah. Uh, the string section and all the the other musicians. So we had actually only rehearsed with them the day before awesome. actually recording everything. Yeah. So it was all very, you know, everybody really needed to be on their game and, and super professional. So we had one day to kind of record all of this. And, uh, you know, the film crew was only hired until, uh, I don't know, if it was 6 or 7 p.m. So we had to make sure that we got all of the... Uh, all of the songs uh, good in one or two takes. That's all we had time for. So, um, so it was very intense. I mean, you know, I think we're all very in it and feeling it, but all very focused and, you know, just, just trying to, well, it, it, um, it, it comes across, it just comes across as being so relaxed and so professional. And because it's, because no one's looking at the camera, you have the feeling as me in the audience that I've snuck in without you noticing me coming in the room and I'm, 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 oh, just, I'm a, and I'm just observing this really intimate concert. You yeah. know, that's how it feels to me as a, as a, as a viewer. It's just fantastic. I wanted to um, mention uh, that one of the songs I really love, which is on Imperial and this is, um, is the song illusion, which is mm-hmm. the, like the, the ballad on the album really. And the whole song is just a, a masterpiece of emotional angst really it's just superb now at about two minutes 46 seconds your solo comes in you can tell that i've listened to this a few times to actually observe that actual point um but the reason why it is it's because joel sings such emotional emotion in his voice that your Mm. guitar solo seems to almost mimic another verse Mm. but with music it's like poetry without words. It's like do, do you, when you constructed that guitar solo or any guitar solos within uh, sewing, do you, is the, does the vocal lines and the song itself inspire how you pull that together? Uh, maybe subconsciously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's sometimes like during a composition where maybe little motifs, should kind of um, be included in a solo. Uh, but I would say that for the most part, I'm, I'm just trying to serve the song. I'm just trying to uh, absorb the emotion of it all and just, and put out uh, what, 
you know, what the song is making me feel. And of course, um, you know, guitar solos for me are very personal as well. I mean, uh, I try to get into a, into a headspace, uh, where I take all of the pain and, and, and sh shitty feelings I'm feeling in my life. And, um, you know, it's, it's my catharsis, right. It's my, it's my way of just, um, being able to, to, to take these sort of maybe negative things or, you know, a mix of the negative and the positive and, and create, um, something, something from it. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a very cathartic process for me. Sometimes it, sometimes it takes uh, a few hours to write solo. Sometimes it might take a couple of weeks, you know, just trying to, I like to uh, <clears throat> really experiment with, with a lot of different things, tones and, <clears throat> and modes and different ways to approach it. So. Yeah. Cause um, the, the uh, the approach on the studio, uh, the imperial version, the solo is different, but again, really emotionally charged. It's just superb. It's almost like a very very lots of feel and almost like a bluesy feel in in parts. And on the Atlantis stuff, that there's a little bit of Dave Gilmore drifting in and out of some of the softer points as well. Is is that is that <laughs> yeah. is that someone you've listened to, or, or is that one of the guitarists who've, who's influenced you at all? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. They've, yeah. Yeah. And Pink Floyd is, um, <clears throat> it's very dear to, to me and my family. I, I, I grew up, um, listening. My, my parents had great music tastes, which I'm very thankful for. So mm -hmm. I grew up listening to a lot of Pink Floyd and, you know, even, uh, <clears throat> even my uncle, you know, who was, who was passed. Yeah. He's got, um, he has, you know, the wall. Uh, engraved on his tombstone so it's wow that's 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 the kind of band that um that just kind of runs deep in the blood and um and yeah i mean gilmore to me is nobody nobody makes me feel guitar a, a guitar solo like he does so i think naturally um naturally i i i, I sort of you know uh, sound like him a little bit in moments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's just a band and, and a guitar player that, that resonates with me Fantastic. Uh, very deeply. Well, another song that I absolutely adore on both, both Imperial and Atlantis is Fortune, um, which mm. is the last track on Imperial. And I know that's one of Joel's favorite songs, uh, as well. And it, again, it's got a very, powerful vibe very emotional it's a bit a bit melancholy in there but it's it's full of it's full of hope and again your your guitar playing um on atlantis when you slide the plectrum down the guitar i think it's about three and a half minutes in and it just um sign signifies another part coming in and then later on when there's a twin guitar part and the violins come in and the vocals mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just epic it, it really is such a fantastic um song and that's why i think i feel like that your guitar and i understand that you're kind of channeling how you're feeling at the time but it seems to connect so well with uh joel's lyrics and and the overall performance mm. of the band when you play that live I, I presume that one's in the set um is it is that song in the set <clears throat> uh we played that not in the um 
in the typical heavy set, but we do play that in the Atlantis set and stripped yeah. down set. Yeah. Because I just because that your your music and a lot of these songs, and because we've all been globally through quite an event, that you know mm-hmm. you must almost see it in the eyes of the audience when you look out that the way that the, the, your your band's music makes people feel. You can almost probably see it in their eyes that it's it's like as you say, letting go and you know rejoining the the world because music is such a a healing force. But to actually yeah. be back in front of the band. And obviously, you as the band back in front of the audience, is that is has that inspired like new songs for you know um, for what you you may do next? Oh, of course, of course, yeah. It's um, you know the the wheel is turning, so to speak, right? It's it's just um, yeah. When we when when we play live and and we feel the crowd, uh, we feel how they react to to songs um i think we we have a lot of um uh you know messages of 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 strength and and hope and uh, sort of this fighting spirit in uh, a lot of our our songs and our lyrics and um you know with how the world is yeah uh, with everything that's transpiring in the world i think a lot of people are are turning to to our music um you know to just feel that thing where they're not alone in the fight you know and so this really beautiful thing happens where you know you you, you see people from different walks of life you know hundreds of them and and they they're all sort of experiencing the music um in their own way, but in a similar way. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's definitely, uh, fuel, fuel to the flame for us. Um, you know, especially with, uh, I mean, lately, I mean, the, the Masha Amini kind of stuff, um, you know, the, the Iranian fans that are coming to our shows, wow. it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Last night in Montreal, it was, you know, a big, a big section of them with, with signs, you know, freedom for women and, um, this kind of thing. And, and so, you know, we, we love to see that. We love to see that, um, uh, our music is playing a part in, in their fights and in, in their strength. And, um, I mean, how could you not be inspired by that? Right. It's just, it's yeah. so powerful. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's hard not to, to get too emotional on stage sometimes really. It's, it's, uh, it's a really special thing. It's a really special connection. I think one of the other things that makes you different, so I know you're, you know, when I had the press release and when I read about you, people say it's your progressive metal band, but you're, you're, you're not traditionally that kind of band. Whereas I think what I'm trying to get at is, the songs yeah. seem to come first. Some some bands yes. in this genre, there has to be room in the song for one of the instrumentalists to go off and do their thing, and the, mm-hmm. you know, so the songs are kind of like longer because there's these extra sections built into it. But with yeah. so and your your songs are the vehicle. The, so whatever yes. you play, whether it's uh, Lars doing keyboards or extra guitar or yourself, it's what fits in the song. Is that would you say that's right? That the song is the main core of what you do. Definitely. I, I mean, 
you you said it perfectly that's that's kind of um that's that's definitely our mindset is is the song comes first and you have to serve the song for sure uh you know there's 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 you have to have good melodies you have to have a good message um and everything has to really elevate that um and so yeah there's there's a lot of i think the band has matured in a way where we know where to sort of cut the fat in songs um and 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 just make sure that you know everything is serving the song in in, in an appropriate way um yeah yeah you, you nailed it and uh, i think i mentioned this at the beginning but on live do some songs like take on a life of their own and you sometimes let go of the rail and they sort of go on a little bit longer or a section goes on a bit longer than you would have expected based on the audience reaction or how you feel yourselves as how the night's going? Yeah, there's a few. We, we definitely leave a few parts in the setup to uh, improvisation. You know, that's it's important to us that not every night is the exact same right it keeps things interesting yeah. and so um you know we get the crowd to sing along during certain parts if you know the crowd is very lively you know we might play a couple of parts uh for a few extra verses or bars and um and uh and, and yeah it's 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 one of those things it's one of those things we we've we've played this set enough now that um yeah things change over 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 the course of the year and uh yeah, we we make sure that everybody is, um, yeah, you know, just really really engaged and, and having a good time, and and uh, it's it's important for the crowd to see that we're having a good time on stage as well because you you really feel it. It's the the, the bouncing of, of of the of the positive energy. Um, yeah. It really it really kind of nourishes how how the night goes i would say yeah yeah fantastic now another song on uh atlantis is the cover of um snuff my sliff knot from their album all yeah. hope is gone was that a band decision or um one um an, one of you that said i know why don't we do this i mean it fits in so well it's almost as if it's grown out of your own your own repertoire yeah and i think that's why we chose it is we sort of envisioned that we would be able to kind of pull off the song um, and, you know, spin it in a way that was very much so in. Um, but it kind of had all of these elements of, of a so in ballad, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's kind of this pain and there's this, um, you know, these, these very somber and then, the way that it climaxes is very powerful. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it had to be a song that, <clears throat> that Joel really likes to sing and that he could really pull off. Cause that's the most important thing. And, um, and yeah, I mean, what a performance by him. And, uh, and yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with that one. I think it turned out, it turned out great. I, I love listening to it. No, it's it's, fa- it's absolutely fantastic. As you say that, you, you, as I said earlier, music has got this melancholy kind of edge to it, but it's but it's it's not dark. It's like a very uplifting. It's like it's very uplifting sound, you know. Which mm-hmm. is, as you say, it's probably why it's a, it, so many people from so many people, so many different territories are connect are connecting to it. And the I know in uh, January you've got your 
a couple of the band's early albums, uh, Cognitive and Tellurian, are coming out on vinyl at um, the end of that month. That's right. um, how important is the physical format CD and vinyl to the band? I mean, it's, I imagine you're a band that you most of your fans want to actually, like me, hold a physical copy on the street. That's right. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is that, is yeah, that an important yeah. part to you? Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, it's um, uh, it, if it's important to the fans, it's important to us, right? Yeah. Uh, and the fans have been have been screaming at us to <clears throat> to sort of you know to to release cognitive on vinyl and to uh, you know reissue yeah, Tellurian as well. Uh, the truth of of all of that was that you know those those albums were done on another record label. Yeah. And so some things were a little bit out of our control, <clears throat> but now um, a few again. other, yeah, a few other record labels that are, um, well, of course, one of them being uh, Silver Lining that that uh, that we are currently signed to. They they have the rights to it, and um, and so and so now, yeah, it's um, now we're kind of able to to re-release this and release cognitive on vinyl. And uh, we, we knew people would be really happy about this. So we were, we were really excited to, yeah, to get these out. Yeah. So what, so what, do you, what are you listening to on the, on the tour bus at the moment? What do you listen to, to fire you up before you hit the stage? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean, we, we, the band has a very, very eclectic taste in, in music. So you know, you, you'd think that we we listen to a lot of metal, but the truth is we we don't really listen to that much metal on tour. We sort of have these these nights where we're feeling it. We'll, we'll listen yeah. to some metal, but it's a lot of uh, different things from you know jazz to uh, to hip hop to to funk to pop. You know, everything in between. It's it's a lot of different stuff. Yeah, that that makes sense, really, to kind of keep your awareness and and palette of musical tastes and etc. and inspiration as wide as possible, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally, yeah, 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 totally. Okay, and you, what's your? I notice on Atlantis you're playing a Strat um, on quite a few tracks. Is that is that a, because usually in the world of rock and metal, the Strat has been. It's disappeared into the background. It's always Les Pauls or or something with a pointy pointy end. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so how, are you uh, someone? Do you do you, do you like that? Is a Stratocaster of your one of your guitars of choice? Do you play that on tour? <clears throat> totally, yes, definitely. I the Stratocaster is my favorite guitar in the world. Oh, wow. It's, um, I, I grew up. My my father was a guitar player as well, and so he. Uh, he was a strat player. He's a big Richie Blackmore fan. So, Good taste. Uh, so yeah. Nat- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and so so naturally, he had a he had a couple of Stratocasters, and that's what I that's what I picked up uh, when I started to play guitar, and then um, you know saved my pennies and bought my own one day. And um, yeah, it's it's my favorite guitar. I mean, when when it comes to to, to the solos and the kind of soulful parts it's that's that's the guitar that really i feel like my my soul can speak through that instrument you know and um so yeah i mean the the hunt for for stratocasters for me always continues you know i i 
And imagine one day I'll have 20 of them. I just love them so much, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, generally, uh, Lars and I, we, we both really like, um, sort of old school instruments. I mean, of course I play Paul Reed Smith's, which might yeah. be considered a little bit new school, <clears throat> but uh, Paul Reed Smith's, they kind of have this like vintage, vintagey kind of soul to yeah. them as well, which I really like. And, um, so yeah, we're, we're this sort of metal band. That's, I guess you could say we're modern enough, but we, we really like to keep things, uh, you know, in terms of the instruments we play and the, the sounds, um, you know, there's kind of this vintage feel to it and that, it, that I think it works a lot so of, well, it works so well. And those very exactly. gentle, those very gentle guitar lines you do on Atlantis on some of the, some of the tracks is just absolutely sublime. It's just yeah, really, really, you. really, really beautiful and so much feel in that playing as well. Well, I know we're nearly out of time. So I just want to thank you, Cody, for, for being with me. <laughs> um today and um so and you're literally hours away from playing um quebec aren't you tonight that's right yes yeah yeah yeah, we're really excited really really excited montreal last night was a blast and uh we 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 know quebec city brings it as well so it's gonna be a good one absolutely fantastic well best of luck for the rest of the tour cody and thank you very much and hopefully i'll talk to you again soon okay so thank you take care thanks phil my pleasure. Okay. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Well, a big thank you to Cody Lee Ford, the lead guitarist from Soan, for being my guest today on the Now Spinning Magazine podcast. And thank you for watching and listening. And please check out nowspinning.co.uk for all our future podcasts and videos. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon.